1: It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your color is. It doesn't matter what, what your religion or your culture is. The most important thing in life is live your differences on the table and trying to find what we have in common.
0: welcome to global perspectives this week i am so happy to be bringing to you a member of the boston celtics professional nba basketball player ennis Cantor. to me ennis is the definition of a hero at so much personal sacrifice ennis has head-on challenged the autocratic president of his home country of turkey Recep Erdogan, while spending his own time creating bridges of understanding between Muslims, Jews, and Christians. Ennis Cantor of the Boston Celtics, it is so wonderful to have you with me on Global Perspectives. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it.
0: Ennis, you know, you've become um, a bit of a hero in the Jewish community for all the work that you're doing Mm -hmm. to build bridges between. The Muslim world and mm-hmm. Jews all over America and worldwide. Tell me what uh, <clears throat> inspires you to do this
1: work. You know, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, my uh, childhood uh, background. You know, I remember uh, growing up, I grew up actually inside of uh, Turkey, the city called VAN, V A N. And, um, you know, I remember when I was growing up, all the people around me, especially like the kids in my age, were they were hating on Jewish people, they were hating hating on Israel for for nothing, literally. And I remember, you know, coming home one night and asking my mom, is like, mom, why is all my friends are, you know, hating on Jewish people, hating on Israel? I mean they don't even they don't even have any Jewish friends. So how can they judge to someone without them? you know, them meeting with them. So I, you know, my, my, my mom told me, listen, listen, I'm not going to tell you anything, but first you need to educate yourself. And second, you cannot hate anyone before you meet them, go meet them and then make your own decision. So I remember after that, I, I was like 10, 11 years old. I started doing research actually, but back then I didn't really have computers. I was like trying to read some book about it, but, uh, It was so heavy. I couldn't really understand anything, but I promised myself one thing. I'm not going to hate or I'm not going to dislike anyone before I meet with this person or before I meet with this kind of people. So, and then, uh, I came to America. I remember first time I came to America, it was 2009. I I started to, you know, just, uh, meet with, you know, Jewish people, uh, people from Israel and, uh, you know, they were so friendly and they were so nice and, Sometimes we even sit down and have a conversation. I'm like, they eat the same food, we dance in the same music, we have pretty much the same culture. We both like shawarma, we both like hummus, we both like falafel. You know, so I'm like, how? Oh, well, I cannot hate these people. Those are like my brothers and sisters. Oh, so and, more and more- Enes,
0: I have to tell you something. You really, you just said it. Uh, we are brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and uh, and you and I have spoken about this that uh, yeah. that Jews are, you know, I'm from Iran. The Jewish people, we are indigenous to the Middle East, and mm-hmm. uh, and for thousands of years, Jews and Muslims lived side by side as neighbors, as friends, as business exactly. partners, and uh, and sadly, the forces of history more recently have pulled us apart. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and incredibly, again, you know, here you are telling the story of your own life where mom made such a huge difference in, uh, in helping you see the, the cause for, you know, for love rather than hate. I want to, I want to ask you a little bit more about this because beyond, um, beyond, I guess, meeting Jews in America Mm -hmm. for the first time. You, you have been really vocal in your support also for Israel. Um, I saw a recent op-ed that you wrote with Israel's ambassador to mm-hmm. the United Nations, Gilad Erdan, where you both spoke about how together you can combat anti-Semitism. What was your focus in that piece specifically? And, and what is it that you think we could all be doing more of?
1: You know, I remember first time meeting with Ambassador Gilad Ardan, an unbelievable guy and very smart, very um, good, good friend. That's how I will explain him really. He cares. I think that if I had to uh, describe him, he cares, he cares about his friends, his family, the people around him. So I was like, I went to his house and, um, you know, we're just talking, I'm like, listen, Uh, ambassador, you know, I've been dying to just find some kind of solution about what can we do to, you know, um, fight against anti-semitism and also Islamophobia. And, uh, you know, we were trying to, you know, come up with these ideas. And we came up with an idea. We were like, why don't we put a joint op-ed out there? It's very random an ambassador from Ambassador Israel and an NBA basketball player talking about Islamophobia and anti-semitism you know I think it, it is it was a really good uh, collaboration and um, it did bring a lot, lot of noise and stuff but um, I think it's important I think the first time I remember this happened um it was one of the Jewish holidays uh at, I believe it was in Brooklyn or New Jersey and you know my jewish brothers and sisters they were celebrating their special day and they got attacked by people and i just couldn't believe my eyes i'm like listen this is america it's 2000 back then it was 2019 or 20 i believe we are in the 21st century i'm like this cannot be happening in america where we say it's free right so that's why it was the first time I actually said something about it. And obviously because of the platform event uh, viral. But the more and more I started to speak out about these issues, issues more. And uh, I, I feel them, you know, because I, I know that, you know, it's tough uh, because I'm having the same uh, hard time when they talk about Islamophobia. phobia. I'm trying to do everything I can to just, you know, just uh, beat that.
0: Well, you're what you're referring to. Just so the audience knows, is the yeah. um, the Hanukkah Muncie yes. stabbing attack, exactly. which left the rabbi. Eventually, it left the rabbi mm-hmm. uh, of the in that attack dead. And, mm-hmm. and as you took to Twitter and you made a statement in support mm-hmm. of the Jewish people, and you're right, it went viral and it meant so much, I think, to mm-hmm. Jews across America, knowing that here you are, uh, as, you know, a celebrity, an athlete and mm-hmm. a Muslim, and that you stood in support of the Jewish people at this mm-hmm. you know, time where we were really in deep mourning. And so I think all of us feel very grateful to you for doing that. And as I, besides being a hero to Jewish, uh, Jewish Americans and Jews around the world, you're also a hero to your own people back home in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to explore that with you a little bit. Um, sure. Right now, we are in a situation where Erdogan has really taken a country that was known for being a secular very tolerant Muslim yes. country and sadly turned it towards what I think many of us are perceiving a more radicalist uh, Islamist yes. stance. And you have been someone who has taken a stand against that and been yes. outspoken in some ways uh, at your own personal risk uh, criticizing yes. Erdogan, what was your first time, uh, if you could tell us, what was the first time that you spoke out and what has been your experience since then?
1: You know, Turkey, uh, like, like you just said, you know, Turkey was peaceful. Turkey was a peaceful country and, you know, it was a democratic and secular country. You know, since 2013, unfortunately, it's uh, what's happened over that is heartbreaking. There are so many Political prisoners and journalists and innocent people are in the jail just because of they don't think the same way what Erdogan thinks. Um, you know there are so many uh, people, so especially young generation growing up in Turkey, anti-West and anti-Semitic uh, because of uh, Erdogan's hate speeches towards America and Israel. Um, I remember I was talking about these issues for the first time in 2013, and that's actually the first time I said something about it in in social media, and obviously because of the platform, it became a conversation in uh, many many of the places, and uh, they started putting a lot of pressure on myself and my family, you know, and uh, my dad was a genetic professor. He got fired from his job. My mom uh, couldn't leave the house. My sister went to medical school for six years, six years and she still cannot find a job. My little brother was playing basketball. He literally got kicked out in every team. You know, the, they were they were getting harassed so much they had to put a statement out there. That's so, it so on Ennis.
0: Ennis, I just want to, so just so that our audience really understands what you're saying here is that mm-hmm. because of the fact that you criticized mm-hmm. Erdogan, um, exactly. the states took action to retaliate against right. you by retaliating against your family members who are still home in Turkey.
1: Exactly. You know, my, my family had to put a statement out there and saying we are disowned and it is because they were getting harassed so much. But, you know, Turkish government didn't believe that. One day they sent police to my house in Turkey and they raided the whole house and they took every electronics away without even asking it without the permission, like phones, computers, laptops, iPads, iPads because they wanted to see if I am still in contact with my family or not. And if they you know, would have seen any text message or any email or miss, they will be all in jail, which they took my dad in jail for a while, but we put so much pressure, thanks to all the, you know, the US uh, politicians and uh, you know uh, American media, they had to let him go. But um, I mean, since then there's no communication with my, like last time I talked to my father, I can't even remember last time I saw them, it was back in 2015, so it's been almost like, seven years now. So the conversation has been tough, but, you know, like, the the one thing, like, you know, my friends, especially my teammates are asking is, like, listen, you know, your family is still back in there, why are you talking about these issues? You know, people need to know that, you know, my family is only one, there are so many families, so many, like, innocent women, 17,000 last time I checked, innocent, in jail right now, waiting for help, so, like, of course, I'm going to use my platform to talk about all the issues.
0: Yes, exactly right. And uh, and I and I was wondering if people ask you this question
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, all the time, which is uh, here you are living in the United States. Uh, you are a well-known athlete. Uh, you work. Mm-hmm. You know. You have a. You have a spot in the NBA, um, and you could really just enjoy life in the U.S. and mm-hmm. and live that athlete celebrity lifestyle um but you've chosen to be a fighter for human rights what does motivate that
1: um the most question that that i get is are you crazy because like literally some of the things that i ever have actually done is just you just have to be crazy about it but like i'm crazy for saving people i mean I'll, i'll take that any day um so the so for our audience to understand it's just so they put my name on interpol list so i'm pretty much an international criminal that is the reason that i cannot leave america because they also revoke, revoke my passport so that's the reason that i cannot leave america but luckily i'm going to become an american citizen soon so i can travel outside of america and just go pretty much almost everywhere but um Obviously, these conversations are tough because I'm not a journalist or I'm not a politician. I'm just a basketball player. But at the same time, I want to save those people because there are so many, you know, reports out there are saying that you know these people, these people are in the jail or political prisoners are getting tortured. You know, and torture and raped. You look at Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, Human Rights Foundation. These people are in a very tough, you know, uh, condition. So. So I feel like we just need to do, uh, I feel like we just need to bring more uh, awareness of what's going on and just try to save those people over there.
0: I think it's a story that um, is not any longer told. Uh, The US media paid a few minutes Mm -hmm. of attention, which uh, I, what you're referring to, if I understand correctly, is um, that time when uh, Erdogan um, accused masses of people in Turkey, of plotting a coup d'etat against him. And after that, there was mass arrests uh, where as far as I understood, thousands of journalists, um, but professionals in, in all different kinds of fields were arrested and wrongfully detained. And are you saying, Ennis, that to this day, um, people are, are being uh, held in Turkish prisons?
1: Oh yeah, and there are so many. So many problems you know turkey is um i think top three in the whole world that put the most journalists in a jail you know behind china and uh russia i believe you know there's so many you know innocent people are in the jail just because of they work at a media outlet that it, that said something against the government or they work at one of those places that you know wrote an article about how bad a bad one is or how bad his uh, regime is you know people lose on us and they are blessed and to be in, a, you know, in the situation like America. Yeah, there are so many problems that are happening over there in, in Turkey. It, it's heartbreaking. But the important thing is we just need to just uh, keep praying for those people. for those people.
0: You know, I couldn't agree with you more. I uh, I am someone like, like we said, I was born in Iran and came here as a refugee, mm-hmm. as a child. And I know every day how blessed I am yeah. to be a citizen of the United States of exactly. America. I wish that... Um, members of Congress who are immigrants like us and they'll remain nameless. I wish some of them would also count their blessings that they're they're here in the United Mm -hmm. States of America and in a free country that uh, that gives us all these rights uh, by the Constitution. Mm Enes, I want to stay on this topic for just another moment. You also wrote in the pages of the Wall Street Journal, a very thoughtful op-ed where you suggested some, um, I think, very smart policy suggestions on the U.S. relationship to Turkey. Do you mind elaborating on that a bit on what you think the United States could be doing on these issues?
1: So, you know, when you're dealing with the dictatorships you cannot play uh, a friendly game, you know, because they're going to take an advantage, so I feel like what U.S. Uh, should do, and we are actually are working on it with uh, some, of, uh, some of the uh, U.S. senators and uh, congressmen, uh, sanctions sanctions are the only solution that will save people. And I'm not, to, I'm not talking about the sanction the whole country. Well, they're, they're already sanctioned because of S-400s. But uh, I'm talking about sanctions for all the human rights violations out there. You know, there are so many people who are torturing the innocent people in jail. So I feel like if you put sanctions on those people, it's going to teach them a very big uh, uh, lesson. So, you know, this year there is actually, I'm working on a pre- uh, actually a bill called uh, 2021 Human Rights Promotion Act bill. The sponsors are, you know, Senator Markey from Massachusetts, uh, Senator Ron Wyden, and, and Senator Jeff Merkley from uh, Oregon. You know, these are the two states that I played uh, basketball for last year and this year. Um, the, you know, the 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 goal of the bill is obviously trying to put some sanctions on uh, on some of the people, individuals in Turkey, and you know, try to free those political uh, uh, prisoners. Uh, so we are doing this uh, one in the uh, Senate and the one in, uh, you know, the Congress in Congress, you know, um, uh, Congressman Hakim Jeffries and Congressman Lisa Cheney are you know, sponsoring it. So I'm, I'm really hopeful for, for those bills. I think it's going to bring a lot of noise and it's going to put some really, really pressure on some bad people in Turkey.
0: Well, I I think that's uh, wonderful that you have been so empowered here Mm -hmm. in the US and that you're working with members of Congress and uh, Mm -hmm. and Turkey is just such an important country um, as a member of NATO and strategically geographically where Turkey is placed bridging both the European and Asian continents. And so um, it really does behoove the United States to figure out how we can get President Erdogan and, uh, and the country to be on a better path and to really behave like a NATO ally is supposed to. So um, I, I think that uh, anything that, that you can do as, uh, as we hope we'll soon be a Turkish American uh, is, is so incredibly important for the future stability of so much of the world. Ennis, um I wanna also talk a little bit about, about um, your future plans. Where do you hope that your career takes you in terms of all this work that you're doing and in fighting Islamophobia and fighting anti-Semitism and in being a truly a a man building bridges between worlds?
1: I think you know when I retire, that's what I want to be a member of. You know, the person you know who cared about you know uh, his community and not just his community, but just all around the world. You know, because I feel like. I'm blessed with what I do, um, and I feel like we need to use it because we have a very short time of a uh, period. You know, I might play maybe five, six. I hope more if my if my body can take it five more, six more years. But I think you know my future plans are definitely I want to do something uh, where it's involved, uh Jewish and Muslim kids and doing maybe some kind of basketball camp. And Israel, actually, we were planning to go this summer, but I couldn't become a uh, citizen, yes, I'm gonna become a citizen, American citizen next year. So we're planning to go to Israel actually uh, to do a basketball camp. But other than that, whenever I re- retire, you know, a lot of people are telling me that it was like, listen, you have a, a very bright future in American politics, so maybe you should think about that. So I was like, you know, it's probably too early to uh, tell right now, but I'm um, just because of um, I am, I'm I'm. Just involved in so many things right now. Maybe I'm. I would, I would love to think about maybe become a congressman and maybe just a senator one day. Why not?
0: Well, that would be incredible, and uh, and you actually you're reminding me that the last time you and I saw each other was on a very very special day. It was the one year anniversary of the Abraham yep. Accords, uh, anniversary of the signing of the Abraham Accords. We saw each other in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. where the Abraham Accords Peace Institute was holding the official commemoration. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on the Abraham Accords and, and what brought you to D.C. on that special day.
1: You know, what an amazing and beautiful event. You know, I remember when I, w- I was in L.A., actually, before I came to D.C., and I was working with this Jewish um, uh, school called Neil Academy in Beverly Hills. And I was like, uh, listen, you know, this is the first year of a uh, first anniversary, first year anniversary of the Abraham course. Why don't we do something special? So we brought, you know, some Muslim kids in a Jewish school. Then we had a blast, you know. We I remember we were breaking ice, we were eating some kosher food, and then after that, we had an amazing basketball camp. And after that, that the, the next day, I flew to. Uh, you know, DC to, you know, the, join the, uh, the events of, you know, first year of Abraham, of course, it was just amazing. I remember you know a, a lot of ambassadors was there. Gilad Ardang was there, you know, Jerry Kushner uh, was there. So it was a very amazing event. I really did educate uh, myself. I wanted to go there because I wanted to educate myself, you know, not just to just hang out in a party and just eat some kosher food, but I, I actually wanted to like educate myself, but it was an amazing event. I learned a, a lot. But what an amazing project. And I think, you know, more and more countries, I hope, will join to this project. And then the world is going to become a very peaceful place, I hope
0: amen to that and i'm with you um i think all of us would love to first of all see turkey repair its relationship with israel which as you know uh is kind of a hot and cold they kind of go back and forth and uh and and as well to see more arab and more muslim countries make peace Mm -hmm. with israel um i do need to ask you one more question which i know that um I know that people in the audience would want mm-hmm. to know a little bit about that, which is the scholar Fethullah Gulen. Mm-hmm. I hope I, I pronounced his name correctly. Yeah. I know that you've been influenced by Mr. Mm-hmm. Gulen. Could you tell us a little bit about, about how he has influenced your life and your thinking? And, uh, and if there's something that you think is misunderstood about him?
1: Right. Now, I remember, you know, going to his school since, you know, so second grade in Turkey. And actually, the funny fact is the President Erdogan's, um, you know, kids were going to the uh, Gulen movement's uh, prep schools uh, since when they were little kids. That's a very fun fact. Not many people uh, knows about this, but uh, Shocking. Because they were exactly because they were like the best. They were like the best prep schools and schools that given the best education, you know. Um, I've been going to this school since second grade. And what I learned there was just unbelievable. I learned dialogue there. I learned, you know, communicate with people there. And one of the reasons I'm really open-minded uh, and, you know, open to dialogue was just because of, I was going to this school since, you know, second grade. And I remember coming to America for the first time to uh, meet him, actually. You know, when I sit down for the first time and, you know, we're having a conversation then you know, he just said, it doesn't matter what your background is, it doesn't matter what your color is, it doesn't matter what what your religion or your culture is, the most important thing in life is leave your differences on the table and trying to find what we have in common. Because we only have one world to live. Till, I don't know, one of these billionaires, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, find another planet to live, this world is what we have. So we need to make this world better together. So that was the key word to together. So I remember he told me this, I was like, wow, this is this is an amazing thing and he believes we are we are having you know so much problems in our century because of uneducated people so instead of this movement going out there and you know building mosques this you know movement decided to go out there and build you know schools and dormitories and universities all around the world not just in turkey but all around the world you know and these schools are not just for muslim kids for you know, Jewish, Muslim, Catholic, Christian, believe in God, don't believe in God. You know, you go to the schools and learn about, you know, math and science. So that was the one thing that really like got me excited because he was investing in our futures. because if you want a better and brighter future, we have to invest in our young generation. And that was the one thing that this movement was doing. And it was just for me, it was an eye-opener. So right now I'm actually going to build my first um, school in America and I believe it's going to be in 2022 end of uh, the end of the year so I'm really excited about it.
0: No kidding and where where is the yeah. school going to be and and what's the what is the vision for this school?
1: Uh, so it's going to be in either Milwaukee or Indiana and uh, so we are still trying to decide where we should build the school but you know, I remember growing up obviously there was so many beautiful teachers were around me and they taught me a lot and uh, I I remember I told my mom, I promised my mom one day I was like, "Mom, if I become so famous one day, I'm going to build a school for you because she was all about education um so it was it was my dream for for when I, like you know since when I was a little kid, but uh the obviously the 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 focus of the school is going to be education and sports, so
0: that sounds like a beautiful dream, mm-hmm. and uh, and and so incredible that uh, as as a young person you already mm-hmm. had this vision that you wanted to build a school. If if I I can mm-hmm. only say if only all of our athletes and celebrities thought as you do. Ennis Kanter, I just wanna tell you that um, everything that you're doing to reach out to the Jewish community it means so much to Jews all around America and all around the world. Um, I am hoping to partner with you myself in building bridges with the Muslim world. And so I can't thank you enough for joining me on Global Perspectives.
1: Thank you, thank you so much for giving me the platform to talk about these uh, important topics because if you want to have a better future, you know, we have to educate our young generation. So it's, it is important. Thank you for giving me the platform.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. I so much admire that Ennis Kanter isn't just living it up in America as a celebrity basketball player while his fellow countrymen and women in Turkey suffer cruel human rights abuses at the hands of the Turkish government under Erdogan. Noteworthy also was his appreciation for the freedoms too many people take for granted in the U.S. and the West. It comes as no surprise that a man like Ennis, who is a fighter for human rights, also works so hard to bring Muslims and Jews together through sports. Thanks so much for joining me on Global Perspectives. Join me the next time.